threat that came in through the Biden policies. Then we'll be joined by uh, Tina Peters from Mar-a-Lago herself. Tina Peters, it's a busy hour here on the Lindell Report. Let's go first to the reporter with the Star News Network, Neil McCabe. Neil, thank you for joining us tonight on the Lindell Report on Lindell TV. Uh, that looks like a big crowd. How many are they estimating are there? Can, hey, Neil, Neil, can you, can, ago, that can you boost your uh, right? microphone or come a little closer to your mic? I know for a fact that so many people yeah, in my this? generation are fucking is it a little tired. Better? I think we just got the uh, F word over the air there. That's, again, that's the, their banner is talking about, what is their banner? Did we see people, pro, you know, promoting socialism there a while ago, Logan? Concerned about abortion rights, but also the same logic that Alito showed in his draft would apply to the decision on gay marriage and some of the other decisions. So they're not just seeing this as an abortion issue, they're seeing it as really the camel's nose under the tent for a whole raft of the social justice decisions that have come from the Supreme Court. So you're telling me that the speakers that are speaking at this event, Neil, are, and that's it's so interesting you said that, because on my show tonight, that was where I was going to go, was that this could be the beginning of the court making decisions about gay marriage or so many other issues. Frankly, I don't know, and I'm going to get into it tonight in my show with historian Bill Federer. I have to wonder if the Nine justices have been watching the polls and have picked up on the pulse of America and are trying to figure out how to keep the country together as one versus uh, civil war, which none of us want, but the, the, the country's mad. And I'm wondering if they're not seeing this as a way to preserve not only their position over a, a, a completed nation, you know, one nation, and stop a civil war, because if you do what they're talking about, then states can decide, and liberals want to go live in liberal states, and go live in liberal states. Conservatives, constitutionalists can go live where they want to live. I almost wonder if the court itself is reading the tea leaves in the mood of the American people. Any thoughts? Well, I think uh, when it comes to Alito, you'll remember in his confirmation hearings in 2006, he actually said that he didn't believe in stare decisis, and I, I get the feeling that he started writing this opinion when he was in high school, and that's why he took this decision when, it, when it, that vote came 5-4. I think what you're also seeing is that Roberts has lost complete control of the court, and whereas the Roberts court, really the hallmark of the Roberts court is narrow decisions and sort of nipping at the edges, and what you're seeing in this session is you're seeing big, big overturns with uh, free speech, with the prank uh, football coach, you're gonna see it in the New York gun case. And then here with this case, with Dobbs, you're gonna see a full-blown overthrow of Roe, which has been the, you know, the law of the land for more than 40 years. So I go back to my original question. Do you think the court reads the political tea leaves? Do you, do you think they pay attention to the polls, Neil? Did we just lose Neil? I think the three okay, Trump justices, I think Gorsuch and uh, and uh, Barrett, they came into this thing having grown up under Roe, 
and the other decisions, and they came to the court looking to make it straight. Okay, so tell me about the crowd. It looks like a really young crowd. Is that predominantly true, other than just yeah, the camera shots? Oh, it's young, it's passionate. There's a lot of people who are active. Uh, there was a counter demonstration maybe about 30 minutes ago. It was about 20 or 30 pro-life guys came in. They were quickly swarmed and uh, chased off the field. I've seen probably about five or six people arrested. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. There you see, they're very boisterous. I have my own audience here. It's pretty exciting. So how, how are they treating you? I hear they're calling you a liar. How, I, someone oh, they're earlier... They're treating me... No, no, They're treat. Let me just say, there's been no violence, and certainly they've been nothing but hospitable to me. I consider them some of my closest and dearest friends <laughs> as they surround me. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, 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 noticed, I noticed in the feed before we went on the air, the young lady had the sign in front of your face blocking your... We couldn't even see you. Uh, yeah. Well, some of them are using adult language, but that's all right. They're very passionate here. They're, okay. And so what you're saying is this is a very one-sided crowd. There are, no, there are not a lot. There are not pro-life people out there tonight. They've been chased off. Yeah, the pro-lifers have left probably three or four hours ago. Uh, really, this is if there are 20,000, 30,000 abortionists here. I think that you'll probably be five or six pro-lifers here. And what is going on at the court today? Have the judges been in, in, in their offices today on the building up above the hill there? Well, they, well, the Supreme Court justices have heard their last cases, their last oral arguments. And so uh, I guess you could speculate that whoever organized the uh, leak that came last night in that German media outlet Politico they sort of waited until the oral arguments were over so that the justices are now off on their own sort of working on their things. Remember, the session ends at the end of June, and so we could fully expect that this decision won't, won't drop until the end of June or maybe even uh, in the first week of July. Wow. Uh, what, what do you know about the leak? Have you gotten any leads as to them finding out? I understand that Roberts is calling for the FBI to get involved. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who did it. That there, there is a suspect that's been fingered, and that's a law clerk for Sotomayor. His name is uh, Amit Jain, J A I N. He was a he's a clerk for Sotomayor, and uh, was a Yale student. And Josh Gerstein, who uh, wrote the article for Politico, quoted him in an article three or four years ago. And so, uh, of course, the, the same author of the uh, article that dropped last night. So, so but that's all speculation, but that's the name that's in social media now. And what do you think and what are you hearing would be the ramifications for that person legally, if anything? Well, you know, all of the all of the drafts that circulate among the justices and the clerks are marked for eyes only. I don't think they're classified the same way, say, uh, you know, missile plans or troop movements. But certainly what's going on is that, you know, these, the Supreme Court operates in sort of sealed rooms, sealed discussions that uh, they've never had anything drop like this in modern times. And so it's really a, a breach of the protocol of the Supreme Court and certainly more evidence that John Roberts has lost control of the court. And let me ask you before we let you go, Neil. Neil McKay, by the way, with the Star sure. News Network. We want to thank Michael Patrick Leahy for helping us out tonight. Neil, uh, you think there's 15 to 20,000 people there? I love how you make a story. Oh, there's easily 15 to 20,000 here. Uh, 
you know, the, the police have broken it up in half, and then there's more on the grounds of the Capitol. Uh, there's actually some more uh, over by the uh, Library of Congress. And how long do you think this will go tonight, Neil? Uh, I think they'll uh, they'll go all night, maybe a few more days. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of anger that they've got to work out, and uh, they keep they keep trying to figure out any. They're trying to figure out is there any way four can be bigger than five, and I don't think they're going to get there. Okay. Do you feel safe? Do you you, you don't have to answer too detailed because I know they can't hear my question. No, no, no. I feel completely safe. There is no danger here at all. <laughs> These people are fantastic. Yeah, I, I think there's some sarcasm. We might later we're going to go to the mall for an orange Julius. <laughs> okay, now I know he's being sarcastic. I well, if you're not nervous, I'm a little nervous for you to be honest. <laughs> Neil, thank you for reporting, Neil. Get out safe. Excited. Yeah, get out safe. All right. Take care, man. Thanks. Th thank you, right, Neil McCabe. Neil McCabe, keep that fo uh, footage rolling, Logan, as long as you can. As far as in the corner or something. Uh, uh, when they turn off the live view, that's good. But uh, uh, I want to make sure that we have anything on footage there. Wow. Would you want to be in the middle of that, Logan? I don't think I would. Wow. Uh, Neil McKay, brave guy, brave reporter. Good for him. And I want to thank again the starnewsnetwork.com. It's a great site. It's a great news site. Michael Patrick Leahy, the starnewsnetwork.com. And uh, again, reporter Neil McCabe on the ground, keeping his cool in the midst of all of that. Wow, good for him. What a professional. Um, let's go now to, let's, will you keep him in the corner if you want, and we can watch until they cut their live feed just to see what's going on there. Uh, let's go now to Annie Cyrus. I'm also texting with Dinesh D'Souza, literally, as uh, I'm sitting here, and we are going to get him on about his movie. Um, there we go. So there's a lot going on from the news desk tonight, as you can see. Let's go now to um, uh, Annie Cyrus. Annie, are you with us? Yes, sir, I am. And we're going to keep that third window going as long as he's broadcasting. When they cut their feed, we can let it go. But I'm, I just want to make sure we're recording everything that goes on with him and watch what that crowd does. Uh, very much a topic we'll get into tonight with historian Bill Federer during my show. Uh, and I'm going to have on Judge Napolitano tomorrow night uh, as well on my show. So, um, boy, what a busy news cycle. This broke last night while I was on the air, so we were able to comment on it somewhat. By the way, most folks maybe don't know, this is not unprecedented in that there was a leak about the uh, issue of Roe v. Wade originally. The original decision in the 70s, early 70s, was leaked. I'll get into that in my show tonight because I know a lot of people talk about how this has never happened. That's actually not true. Obviously, there wasn't the age of the Internet to put out the whole draft where everybody could read it. But I will show you that, indeed, the whole issue was leaked uh, with the original Roe v. Wade. There were two leaks. So this isn't completely unprecedented. Uh, but it is unprecedented in that, obviously, there wasn't the ability to leak and let everyone see a draft like we have the ability to do with Internet today. All right, Annie, I wanted to bring you on. Uh, again, keep that in the corner if you don't mind, Logan. I want to go, in the meantime, Logan, to this little video. This is Veritas. Veritas put out this video the other day. This is exactly what Annie and I were warning about for how many months now? Almost a year now, Annie, right? Since, since this will be a year this summer with Afghanistan. 
We started the third week of August when the first batch of Afghan refugees were transferred to America. So, yeah, about three months short of a year. Wow. Okay, watch this. This is from uh, Project Veritas, where we're also watching live feed coming from the Supreme Court. Here we go. Watch this. A source inside the federal government has come forward to reveal suspected terrorists are roaming freely inside the United States following the Biden administration's exit strategy in Afghanistan and the government's initiative to shelter fleeing refugees, known as Operation Allies Welcome. I am so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. We have evacuated nearly 28,000 people on both U.S. and coalition aircraft. We are conducting thorough scrutiny, security screening. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. The records we've obtained confirm these individuals as national security threats currently within our borders. Meet Anwar Halak Wahidi, who is classified as a Category 15 threat by the Department of Homeland Security for having used explosives or arms. Category 15 falls under the Tier 1 threat level, which is labeled as armed and dangerous. Documents further reveal he was only added to the terrorist watch list after already being admitted into the U.S. on October 17, 2021, under Operation Allies Welcome. Wahidi applied the next day for his two-year work visa and 10 days later, it was approved. Nazir Ahmad Rahimi entered the U.S. on August 24, 2021. Flagged by DHS because he has engaged or is likely to engage in an unspecified violent terrorist act, despite being apprehended by ICE while in the U.S., he is yet to be deported, and his last known address is in our nation's capital. Ismail Jarat arrived in the U.S. on August 31st, 2021. Less than a month later, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 15 for having used explosives or arms. Since then, his work visa has been approved. Tasanola Wafa Manazal was paroled into the U.S. on October 14th, 2021. The next day, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 7 threat if enters the U.S and also approved for his two-year work visa. Iqbal Alakoze was arrested in Afghanistan on December 11, 2014 and charged with murder, but that didn't stop him from being paroled into the U.S. on August 25, 2021. Records indicate ICE dismissed his case, saying it, quote, does not meet ICE enforcement priorities, unquote. He remains in the U.S. and his work visa is pending. This doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. Those we've investigated are just a small sample size, all of whom still remain within our borders. Our source inside the federal government has identified numerous cases involving people who pose national security risks. This begs the question, how could this be happening? I am so proud, so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. Thousands of our Afghan allies paroled into the United States swiftly received employment authorization. We're also continuing to work with the State Department to improve the efficacy, integrity, security, and transparency of the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program, which, as you know, was almost dismantled over the last four years. To date, Operation Allies Welcome has brought over 84,000 Afghan refugees into the United States. 
According to our source, known terrorists are also gaining access to the country through the southern border, as millions of people stream across unchecked every year. Our federal agencies are clearly aware of the crisis, yet seem to prioritize accelerated vetting over the security of Americans. This is only the beginning of our investigation. Stay tuned. All right, Project Veritas with a great report as we're also in the other window watching live feed from the U.S. Supreme Court thanks to the StarNewsNetwork.com and Michael Patrick Leahy and reporter on the ground Neil McCabe and his cameraman. Uh, that's an interesting shot. They clearly, uh, <laughs> they're watching what's going on and they have their, uh, uh, not only binoculars up there, but it looks like they also have a, uh, a um, device that allows them to look even further probably than just regular binoculars. So uh, they're taking security pretty seriously there as well they should. All right, Annie, this is exactly what you and I were saying last summer was going to happen, wasn't it? That's exactly what we were saying. And funny enough, about late November, uh, on your program, Brian House Live, I brought up Operation Ally Welcome that we mentioned that was put together. One of the chairmen and one of the finan financial sponsors of it is Hussein Obama and his wife. This is the same Operation Ally Welcome that you were hearing on video by Project Veritas. The same people who said their alliance with Muslim Brotherhood is the ally they're referring on the name of the project. And I heard from many people saying, this was all a lie. I just want to make something clear. They were not lying to you. You don't know who they call allies. They were very honest. This is Operation Ally Welcome. This is Operation Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, IRGC, Hezbollah, all kind of terrorists welcome to America so they can help the red-green axis so they can destroy America as we know it. They weren't lying. You're misinformed on who our current regime and Obama administration consider allies. And we did notice that some of these people have training in terrorism, it looks like, or at least training in what could be used for terrorism. Oh, of course. Uh, the first name... Uh, and Boral Vahidi, that person, funny enough, do you remember, Brandon, when I said I saw some of the pictures? Some of these people are not even Afghan. Some are Pakistani. Some are from Palestine. Do you remember that discussion? Yes. yes. The first name you see, Anwar al Haq, he is actually a Pakistani person who is a member of ISIS-K, which we brought up back then as well. He's not just some possible threat. He is an active member of ISIS-K and he's not, he wasn't born in Afghanistan, he was born in Pakistan, where the ISIS-K was reborn basically in Pakistan. He is officially a member of a terrorist group, but well, he has work permit. And here's why he needs a work permit. It's a lot easier to implant or, or implement a terrorist attack if you actually have a place of work, especially better if you're in DC closer to destinations that they've been planning to take out for a long time, well, before September 11. But yes, these are trained terrorist members. But the first one, I looked them all up. Anwar al-Haq is absolutely tied to ISIS-K. And then the third name, I what is his name? I, Ismail Jorat. He is actually, he has ties to Palestinian parents. He was born in Afghanistan, but his parents are Palestinians also a trained terrorist he didn't he's not just familiar with exclusives and uh, explosives and arms he is trained on building explosive so as we've been saying it for a while watch your back 
explosions are coming. And, and, you, and you really believe that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Of course I believe that. And, well, two things. Number one, well, even though we talked about this way before, uh, somebody asked me uh, this morning, uh, when are you going to talk, to talk about, you know, Project Veritas? I said, I talked about a month ago. <laughs> before I didn't they came... have the fancy equipment to put together a nice documentary about it, but I, I talked about what they're talking about today months ago. On my and... show. On my show. Exactly. And we estimated the number of ties to terrorism to be up to 50-5-0. Project Veritas only named five. And they didn't mention five out of many. But that's the thing. I, I, I know it's happening. First of all, I listened to their own reporting, which thankfully now I can inform audience at Lindell TV with my own show, which we've been trying to do. Which, by the way, which, which airs at what time, Annie? I can't keep track of our schedule. It changes so much. Uh, Monday through Friday, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern okay. Time. It's changed because we move things around to, you know, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be moving too much now, but I can hardly keep up with it. So give the time slot again that you air. 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern. Well, we might move mine because it seems like a lot of my audience are requesting a change of time for me. Well, they want you to go an hour. You have a lot of people wanting you to go a full hour. So, <laughs> And there is enough information to cover to go a full hour. Um, but yeah, she's on this network with us, uh, 2.30 Central Time, right here at Lindell TV every day. Um, all right, so Annie, what other news do you have? Something going on with Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, or who is it that's it's, uh, going to mix it up a little bit, maybe? Oh, it's Iran and Taliban. Iran and, and the Taliban. Iran? Well, we should be proper terms. IRGC and Taliban. Okay. So last five days... Uh, IRGC has been building up, or uh, I don't know what's the proper English term, but lining up their uh, soldiers on the Iran side of the border, and Taliban is lining up their soldiers on the Afghanistan side of the border. Looks like Taliban and IRGC, or Islamic Republic of Iran's regime, might be heading to some sort of war, which is not a good for anybody who out there is like, yay, let them take care of each other. Mm -mm. Not a good news for us. If Why? this Why? happens, well, number one, uh, sometimes in life, you know how it is, Brandon, between bad and worse, you got to pick one. This is one of those times. As terrible as Taliban are, uh, there are two good things about them. Number one, they're honest. They're not like Iran, who will make friends with you, come to America, make a deal, and then stab you in the back. Uh, number two, they are a lot less powerful than Islamic Republic of Iran. But if this war breaks, Iran will win. And we do not want, under any circumstances, IRGC controlling Afghanistan, the land, the opium, the weaponry, and the soldiers on top of their own. But didn't didn't Taliban already give a bunch of that eighty billion dollars in weaponry to Iran? They did sell it, yes. But but that's what I'm saying. They have the equipment now, and inside Iran itself, they don't have much jihadis because at the end of the day, I have always said. Iranian people don't want to have anything to do with the Sharia because we were never Muslims. We were mini America. That's the mentality. So they don't have enough soldiers inside Iran. But if they conquer Afghanistan, imagine the number of ISIS-K, Al-Qaeda, whomever is going to leave Taliban to survive the death. They all going to officially become IRGC soldiers. Those are the people that have nothing to lose and happily will blow themselves up here in America or any Western countries. And, so, 
and and the just to be clear, I'm, obviously the Iranians are Shiite Muslims. So if they're fighting with the Taliban, then that would ha tell me. I mean, I could be wrong, but common sense would say, well, then they must be Sunni. Is the Taliban Sunni? Taliban is majority Sunni, correct? Yes, okay. they are. But to be honest, this word, the way it's forming, doesn't look to be much of a Sunni versus Shia issue. Looks to be a problem of broken promises. So when Taliban took over Afghanistan, well, I should rephrase it. When Biden regime handed Afghanistan to Taliban, the head of Taliban and head of IRGC made a deal. That's when things were good. Part of this agreement, this deal, was for Taliban to allow Iran's production of opium to extend into Afghanistan border. Taliban went ahead and actually ordered to burn down all the opium or puppy lands. That assorted the conflict. Believe it or not, this has nothing to do with Islam, everything to do with business. From there, they started bumping head until two weeks ago, Taliban went ahead and shut down two Shia mosques in Afghanistan and temporarily closed down the Iranian embassy in Afghanistan. Wow. That's what sparked the lineup. Okay. Lineup. And you said that earlier that the, the Taliban have a couple things going for them, and one is that they're honest. What, what do you mean by that? I mean, they really, when they tell you something, you could, you could trust it? Yes. Taliban what? is honest. Taliban, since they took power, very few things they were very honest with. Women's rights don't exist. We hate America. We're going to kill non-Muslims. If we catch a Christian with the Bible, we kill them. Didn't they say all of it? And then they did all of it. That's their, they are proud of their barbaric mentality. Or as Western media would say, they are proud of their radical beliefs. <laughs> so they're not going to hide their agenda. I mean, I, the Taliban came out a few weeks ago, backed ISIS order for Muslims in Europe to take advantage of Russian-Ukraine conflict and start attacking European countries or cities, sorry. So they're very open about their agenda. They're not going to make a deal, take billions, go hide underground, build their nuclear uh, bombs and say, we're not making a bomb. That's a problem with Iran. The Shia Muslims are sneaky because they follow Ali. Ali was Mohammed's son-in-law and nephew. And this man was a wonderfully successful businessman back in his time who was very sneaky. He, he, he had diplomacy. So they follow his footsteps. As to where Sunni Muslims follow the footsteps of Abu Bakr, the caliph who beheaded anybody who didn't, he didn't like. He was an honest evil, if that even exists. For lack so, of a better term. So he just told you the way it was, and that's the way it was, and he did it. Exactly. So that's, let, how, that's how Taliban are. Let, let me ask you in regard to the bombings that you say are coming to America because of the so many terrorists that, I mean, I someone called into my show yesterday at the one, the two o'clock central time here on Lindell TV and on VCY America radio network of those 60 stations and said, you know, are there hundreds of terrorist cells in the U.S.? I said, oh, no, they're not hundreds. There are thousands of terrorist cells in the U.S. Would you agree with that statement? I would absolutely agree with I honestly. I would I would say maybe tens of thousands. Wow. Remember, we have gone through, uh, here's what we have gone through, eight years of Hussein Obama. Uh, they normalized Barack Obama. Remember, this man's name is Hussein Obama. That's important. We went eight years of him, then four years of 
Hussein Obama behind the scene, parallel with our real administration, now year and a half of Biden regime, which is the third term of Hussein Obama. You do the calculation. Remember, in September, in the day of September 11, 2001, America had um, 800, sorry, 720 some mosques across America. Today, we have more than 1,800 mosques across America. Now, you do the calculation from that buildup. And by the way, Barack, Barack Hussein Obama, Barack, wasn't that the name of Mohammed's horse? Mohammed's horse? Yeah. I don't know about that, but I do know Barack was name of the third uh, slave that Mohammed purchased. Wow. All right, so when you talk about bombings in the U.S., what are you talking about? Are you talking, um, are you talking about cafes, churches, theaters, all the above, schools? I am talking about uh, don't don't shoot the messenger. Just just a cal educated guess based on where they're going in the prep time and what's coming out. I would say on Fourth of July. Uh, Main cities, city halls, possibly, uh, state capitals, um, churches, most definitely, um, possibly some of the, uh, what do we call, I do, pardon me, I don't know what's the term, like the, the uh, places where we bury our veterans. Oh, the, the, the veterans, yeah, like the, um, the national cemeteries. National cemeteries, that would be my guess. Why? Why do you, why do you pick the 4th of July? Because since last two, since two years ago, uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Keith Ellison and Linda Sarsour uh, have been trying to change our calendar on July to the Arab Muslim month on our calendar. They have already targeted our 4th of July. And for, here's the thing. We have a 4th of July we celebrate here in Islamic countries, especially Islamic Republic of Iran. They burn flags and show puppets of President Trump hanging from pieces on 4th of July. They hate our 4th of July as much as we love our 4th of July. They want to hit us where it hurts. In, so, two, in 2007 and in 2008, uh, and I still have the recordings, uh, I did interviews with guys, one of them who's passed away, he had been with the Department of Homeland Security, and he wrote books, and I can't remember his name now, but he wrote several very, very successful books, and he's passed away. It was a health issue. Um, but I interviewed two experts warning about what they said in the Islamic world is called the perfect day. The perfect day. When they would copy what they did in uh, Bezlan, they're in the former you know, Republic of the... Uh, was in Russia, Bezlan, where they went in and killed a bunch of kids. The Islamists went in and killed a bunch of kids in a school. This went on for several days, by the way. They were at some point so dehydrated, they were drinking their own urine, and it was bad news. They had them in a gymnasium. I think they rigged it with explosives, and it's in Bezlan. And some experts were saying then that was practice for doing this kind of thing in the U.S. with school children. And I interviewed two experts in 2007, 2008 timeframe, warning about America's schools because their goal would be to enrage the American people so much that they could have a civil war break out in America. What do you think, what do you make of those experts saying that back then? Um, I will agree with the end goal of, you know, creating some sort of 
civil war breaking in America. I do agree with that because they do want that. That's why I normally try to tell all my fellow Americans to keep calm, do the right thing. Don't give them what they're asking for. Um, I don't think they will try to do anything in our schools. And the reason for that is the red part of red-green access has already taken care of that. Look at our schools. Majority of our kids are, you know, they, they, they got feelings and they're uh, pro-anything that's anti-America. There isn't much to take from schools nowadays. They have already attacked our children. They have already attacked our school. And I said, from the red side of red green access, um, they will, from what they're, uh, there was this sad thing I, I repeated a few times. I saw on one of the Friday prayers of Islamic Republic of Iran when one of, one of their sheikh or, or um, muftis was saying, um, make, make them question their faith, then introduce ours to them. I don't know if I'm translating that to where it hits where it should, but they are preferably going to go after our churches before anything else. How about our synagogues? How about our, how about the Jewish people? Uh, yes, uh, but the synagogues just gives them the victory of we killed more Jews. Remember that part is so norm. I mean, they're killing Jews in Israel every day, and we don't even blink. Plus, they uh, see they see that Israel is the little Satan. America is the great Satan, correct? Exactly. America is the great Satan, and actually, the reason America is the great Satan is because our Constitution was written based on Judeo-Christian values. The Christian word there makes us the great Satan. Jews, based on their Quran, Jews have they are already apes and monkeys and cursed. They're already like nothing. It's the Christians that they have to deal with. It's the Christians that ha they have to uh, uh, kill them wherever you find them. That's towards Christians. It's the Christians who have turned Jesus into their Lord and Savior. We have committed a bigger sin. Therefore, we are the great Satan based on our values here in America. That's why they sent their people into our Congress to start bla passing blasphemy laws and to start, you know, bashing anything that is American value that is kind of, if you look at anything Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib go after, it is one way or another connected to our Christianity. Because those are the only thing they go after. If they can go after hate crime laws or blasphemy laws where we can't say what we're saying about Islam now, we can't speak ill of the, of the prophet um, or of Allah if they can make that into hate crime laws as they're working on it at the United Nations, then they can prosecute Christian radio and conservative radio and TV right off the airwaves. Pretty much. That, that, exact, that's, that's how they have to do it. They have to make ways. Now, if they go after our churches, the chances of Americans being enraged enough to start a war is way higher than them going into our schools. As I said, Unfortunately, our children are going to just bow over and start doing the prayer right in front of them. Our children aren't that... What is the word I'm using here, Brandon? Help me. Uh, Bright, discerning, informed? Patriotic. How about Patriotic? that? Patriotic? Okay. They aren't. So it is way... Them going after our churches are going to trigger us way more than them successfully doing something with our schools. And unfortunately, again... How many school shootings are taking place? 
That part has also been very normalized. They need to do something that is not normalized. They need to create another shocking September 11th. And all of this started, by the way, as we get ready to go to Tina Peters, all of this started because we played the clip from Project Veritas, which is saying what Annie and I were saying almost a year ago, which is there were known terrorists coming into the U.S. They got here through our own airport, our airplanes. Taliban let them into the airport there in Afghanistan. Taliban led them onto the airplane. They handpicked these people. We were last summer reporting that they were military-aged males, military-aged males getting shipped over here. And we said these are being picked because they will do jihad. Then they got here and then they started walking off. They started walking off out of Wisconsin where they were at a, at a military base there and other places. And we kept counting how many were missing. And we're well into the 24, 25 plus that are now missing. And so what we appreciate, you know, Project Veritas reporting this, but Andy and I were talking about this last summer and last fall. Now we're saying, look out, because as Ver uh, Project Veritas is recording, some of these people have explosive backgrounds. And, you know, all one of them would have to do is walk into one of these mega churches in America, God forbid, and blow themselves up. And that's that story you're talking about. And can you imagine what that would do to church attendance across the country in America, which would help to accomplish their goal? Exactly. And don't forget, thanks to interfaith dialogue, it won't be that hard for the suicide bomber to walk into one of the churches in America. Wow. All they need to do is put together an interfaith dialogue meeting at a church. Because remember, on interfaith dialogue meetings, there's just one imam and one person company, accompanying them. The rest are Christians in the church. We're exchanging two Muslim for, well, you do the calculation, 500, 600, 1,000 people, Christians. So watch out. If you go to a church as part of interfaith dialogue, stop going to that church and stop supporting that church. And the reason why is because there is no merging of Christianity with Islam. There, that's like m mixing oil and water. Siyad Qutub, one of the leading scholars for Muslim Brotherhood, said that interfaith dialogue was a one-way bridge to bring the non-Muslim to their side, not the other way around. And that's the way it always ends up being. So you're right. Many of the police departments, sheriff department, churches, and religious leaders have been absolutely compromised through interfaith dialogue. And many of them are Muslim Brotherhood, which means they are Hamas, which means they are uh, Council on American Islamic Relations. Those are all the same group, correct? Very correct, yes. And they all, it doesn't matter what their name is, just remember this. They all have one common goal, which is the last day promised to them by Islam, which is when every breathing human is a Mohammedan, when everybody is a Muslim. Rest are either dead or converted. Wow. So they are working towards that goal. Live up to freedom.com. Uh, what's that? I said we call it global caliphate. Which means Islam global. Live up to freedom.com. Live up to freedom.com. She's right here on the Lindell TV network every day at 2.30 central. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Brennan. She's also an associate producer with us here at Lindell TV. Annie Cyrus checking in. Hope you'll visit her website. We'll be joined by um, uh, Tina Peters, in fact, right now, I was going to, Tina, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for being with us, Tina. Hey there. How are you? Good. You're joining us by phone, I see. So right now you are at Mar-a-Lago with Mike Lindell and others. What's going on there tonight, by the way? Oh, my goodness. Trump is speaking right now. It's amazing. Carrie Lake's here. Uh, it's just 
it, it's just amazing. I, I just feel the wave of our country turning around, and I'm real excited to be be here and be part of it. So, um, you know, everybody's prayers, everybody's um, encouragement along the way. I, I'm I'm looking at my race and um, found out, of course, the Republican running against me is uh, a director with CTCL. So. Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the person running against you is a director with the Center for Tech and Life, which was, is funded by Mark Zuckerberg, correct? That's right, that's right. She's running as a Republican, so we believe that she was put in there to, uh, to fill the place of a Republican. When I so you basically her, got a Democrat running as a Republican, is that what I'm hearing? That's right, that's right. She's, she's actually on their website, on uh, Tech and Civic Life website, listed first, Pam Anderson. And then right above, right beneath her is uh, is um, uh, Tiana Epps Johnson. You know who she is? No. <laughs> she served. She served a two-year fellowship with Barack Obama, and uh, those are the people on CTCL. And uh, of course, it's funded by uh, you know that's where Mark Zuckerberg funneled the 350 million dollars through to uh, do what you're going to see in the uh, in the movie 2000 Mules. So, are you guys uh, are you guys seeing that at all tonight? Is that being discussed at all tonight? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we're going to watch it. I believe Dinesh is going to be here. Uh, Dinesh um, was just texting with me literally, and he mentioned he was getting on a plane on his way to Mar-a-Lago. So I figured there yes. must be a must be going to be a premiere there tomorrow night, huh? There is. There is. And you'll be there for so, it. Yes. Yes, okay. I'll be here for it. Let's talk about your. Um, your opponent, Democrat opponent, Jenna Griswold, who's also the one that's been persecuting you as the Secretary of State, she's now raised, am I right if, in that she's now raised $2.5 million for her race? That's correct. And she's going to do most of that in attack ads against me. Uh, she, know, she knows I am the only uh, candidate that can beat her. And so, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to gonna have pictures of, uh, of the... Uh, of me in my uh, jail uh, outfit and being handcuffed and things like that, and it's all because of her. It's all because of her and her overreach. You know, when 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 she when she was able to get a, a judge to agree to take me out for wrongful acts and neglect of duty, uh, and and call me a criminal for political reasons to take me out so that no one could could go into my elections office to find more fraud. That's uh, that's when I decided I had to run. When I saw Pam Anderson on one side and and her on the other, you had Zuckerberg and Soros in women form. That's when I decided to run for Secretary of State. So and, and, and we're going to so, take it. And, and good for you. And just so people understand, if you're new to the show, Tina Peters is the county clerk for Mesa County, Colorado. County clerk for Mesa County, Colorado, elected. And she went in and did what the law told her she had to do which is back up the system so all the things are preserved under state and federal law, 22 months under federal law, preserving the snapshots of the ballots and different things. She went and backed it up before any update was made, and the update was actually what was going to, uh, she's going to tell you, was what was deleting everything and, and in order to hide the crime of the stolen election. Is that true? That's correct. So if we hadn't have done a, a, a backup first before they came in and did their trusted build, and that funny how they cloak uh, something so evil and, and against the American people in a righteous-sounding name. If we hadn't have done the, the first image of the system, 
uh, we would have never known because they wiped the system. 29,000 election records, Brandon. And then we took another another image after they came in, and that's what revealed that they had um, not only wiped the system of any evidence of wrongdoing, they also had 36 36 wireless devices in the in the uh, equipment, which by law they're not supposed to be connect, connected or have the ability to be connected to the internet. And then our third report, which you can find on Tina Peters for Colorado.com, the third report shows that they actually manipulated the votes. They cheated the people in my uh, in my town in a city council election. Uh, there's 8,000 ballots that ca- that cannot be cannot be verified and that that um, race was run one with a 3,000 uh, vote margin so you know we've through those three reports uh, we've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they've been manipulating the system uh, to select people instead of elect them Tina Peters for Colorado.com Tina Peters for Colorado.com Tina um, there's a headline today at ColoradoPolitics.com Democrat Jenna Griswold raises $850,000 for re-election as Secretary of State, smashing Colorado records. How is she, I mean, the, the, the good folks of Colorado aren't this liberal. I mean, where is she getting this money? Yeah, she, uh, we're not sure yet, but you can bet. I mean, she's, she's put up by Soros, so you can bet that, uh, you know, there's some, there's some uh, mischief afoot. I mean, if she wants to defeat me and she wants to keep her hold on our elections, so, so before I, before I, before I let you go, um, ha- a couple more questions. Have you seen any polling numbers, internal or otherwise, to show how you're doing in the primary? And when is the primary? Exactly. Not yet. Uh, June 28th. And so we need to we need to raise um, some funds right now to to defeat uh, Jenna Griswold. June 28th is when the Republican primary is. And I have a spoiler in the race that I believe they might have put them in as well. So, and, uh, so and these gonna, fake I'm charges, these fake charges against you, uh, where where are you at with those? Oh, you know what? It's interesting, Brandon. That the things they accused me of in the beginning weren't even what they had indicted me for. So, so it wasn't even what they indicted me for. So the. Um, uh, it's interesting because what I did with preserving the election records, they it was not against the law, but now she is passing a law. She's putting a, a law through. Uh, it's Senate Bill 22153, and that will make what I did illegal. So it's obvious what I did was not illegal. They wouldn't be passing a law to make it illegal. Now, they can't, <laughs> but they can't make that retroactive on you. No, no, and no. No, we're we're good, but they're using this as political. Th- they're using this. Okay. Oh wait. Oh wait. He wants to get me up with the president. That's Mike. Well, then you better so, go. You better go. Thank you, okay. Tina. All right. Okay. God bless you guys. You too. And please, please support me. Tina Peters for Colorado dot com. I'm going to say it for you. Tina Peters for Colorado dot com. Thank you, Tina. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you too. All right, so as she goes off to get up on the platform there with President Trump, I could hear Mike's voice in the background. Man, this is a busy show tonight with a lot of breaking news and a lot of interesting stuff from the U.S. Supreme Court to Annie Cyrus to Tina Peters. Now, let me just tell you uh, what I've got coming up on my show tonight. I have got on at 7.30 Colonel John Mills. At 7.30 Central Time, Colonel John Mills to talk more about, uh, well, America. 
is at war with Russia. Did you know that? <laughs> you say, wait a minute, I thought we were just, uh, you know, kind of watch. No, we are actively fighting a proxy war. What do you mean by that, House? Well, we're funding them. We're giving them the military. We're now giving them the training. We are at war with Russia, folks, which means we're really at war also with their partners that include China, Iran, North Korea. So we'll get an update from Colonel John Mills, who formerly was with the National Security Council for two presidents. Then we're going to hear tonight from a gentleman who makes plantation shutters. You know those nice plantation shutters? Well, he manufactures those. He's in Florida. And he's going to tell you an interesting story where he would get calls to go and measure for plantation shutters for a home, and they would see his Trump flag and his Trump stickers on his truck, and it wouldn't go well for him. So he started running a commercial. What do you think that commercial said? If you voted for Trump, if you voted for Biden, excuse me, if you voted for Biden, don't call us. <laughs> we don't want your business. Wait a minute. Why wouldn't he want their business? Their money's green. Well, you're going to find out tonight. And I'll give you a little hint. He didn't want to show up and get in their house and have a confrontation in the house. It scared him a little bit. And so he decided he'd just tell people up front. He's going to join us tonight and tell his story. And then we'll join, be joined by Bill Federer, historian Bill Federer. Because I have to ask this question. I'm not sure any other news guys out there are posing this question. I'm going to pose it. Could the Supreme Court be indeed following what's happening with the mood of the American people? Are they aware of the fact that we don't want to see a civil war, but that that's what's being set up? I produced a documentary that's eight and a half hours long that came out in December of 2019. December 2019. You want to know what's the subtitle of that movie? The subtitle of that movie is called Siege. And the subtitle is The Clear and Present Dangers Pushing America to the Brink of a Marxist Islamic Revolution Civil War World War III and globalism. Now, let's see. Are we seeing a Marxist Islamic revolution? Marxist red, Islam green, the green in their jihadi flag. Are we seeing the Marxist and the Islamist unite? Yeah, the Democrat Party are the Marxist. Who have they united with? Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Michigan, wrapping herself in the Palestinian flag the night she won her primary. Not the American flag, the Palestinian flag. That's your Marxist Islamic revolution. That's your red-green axis. Are we seeing... The Civil War, sadly, it's lining up, and there's already a Civil War going on. As Daniel Greenfield said, most people think a Civil War is when you're shooting at each other. No, that's how a Civil War ends. A Civil War is when people cheat in elections, don't want to accept the result of the elections, i.e. Donald Trump swamping their algorithm in 2016, which is why he won in 2016. He swamped the algorithm. So while Hillary was reportedly so angry, she didn't expect to lose. And so they couldn't accept that. And so they then rigged the big rig for 2020. And that's when you're in a civil war, when they won't accept the results of the will of the people. So we're really in a civil war, as Daniel Greenfield says. And that's why I put out the documentary that had the subtitle, Civil War. And then World War III, huh? And globalism, the Great Reset. Again, this all came out in December 2019 before most people thought of this. So my friends... What we're seeing in America tonight is not surprising, but it's crucial. So here's the question I ask again. 
do the members of the U.S. Supreme Court understand the mood of the American people and are making some decisions to say, you know what, we're going to let some of these states return to the Tenth Amendment. Why all of a sudden are the states going to be empowered by the Supreme Court? What is the Tenth Amendment? The powers the federal government has are limited and expressed, and the unlisted powers belong to the states and respective people thereof. So why all of a sudden is the court apparently going to empower the states to make decisions about abortion? Is it same-sex marriage next? Because if you take that rule of law behind abortion and Roe v. Wade, couldn't you then apply that also to a same-sex marriage? How about with gun rights, the Second Amendment? My question again then is this. Is the Supreme Court trying to give Americans the option, live in a liberal state, live in a conservative state, make your choice, but let's stay one nation? I'm just asking questions because I'm not so naive to believe that the members of the U.S. Supreme Court are oblivious to the fact of what's going on in this country, which is pushing us toward a civil war, as we heard from Annie, which is the desire of the Marxists and the Islamists, and we should not give them what they want. We don't want a civil war. It would be horrible, and I don't think our nation could survive. But maybe if we started to say to states, you know what, you want to live that way? Go down there and live that way. Mississippi, your laws, Tennessee, your laws. And if you want to live in a state like that, go. If you want to live somewhere in New York where they mask you up and force vaccines on you and you live in a police state, go live up there. You want to live in a state like Illinois where it's virtually impossible to get a handgun permit? Go live in Illinois then. I don't know. I'm asking questions, but I'm going to ask Bill Federer that tonight. Before we go, look at this, folks. Look at the reporting we've done tonight from the Supreme Court to Annie down to Mar-a-Lago with Tina Peters. And we still have a, a lot of TV to go tonight. Look at this buy one, get one free sale going on at Frank's Speech. Folks, we need your support. We need your support. Here's a great way to support us and get something in return. By the way, maybe you could buy some of these as a gift for someone else. Graduation gift. A lot of people getting married starting next month. A lot of weddings. Wedding gifts. People getting their first home. Housewarming gifts. Getting kids ready for college next fall. Check this out. Buy one, get one free. I don't know how long this will last, but that's going to happen. It won't go on forever. I can promise you that. Buy one, get one free. The MyPillow bed sheets. The MyPillow bed sheets. The Giza Elegance MyPillows. The Roll and Go Anywhere pillows. The MyPillow six-piece towel set. Buy one set, get one for free. Wow. MyPillow.com. But you've got to use the promo code L77. And you're not only supporting Mike and his work and those 2,700 employees at MyPillow, you're supporting this network and Mike's work to save America. You're going to get Mike's book. They're going to throw that in for free. That's a $20 value. Then the, the uh, my, my Slippers. This is a patent technology, a soybean patent technology. I love them. I recommend them. If you try them, you'll never wear anything else. I actually threw my other slippers away. Why would I ever wear those again after wearing these? They're, I just... I can't explain it. You have to experience it. This makes a great gift. By the way, Mother's Day is coming up. Get your order in quick. Get mom something for Mother's Day. Then Father's Day is not too long off. The MyPillow 2-inch mattress topper. This is a great way to fix any pathetic mattress. Maybe you don't got a really good mattress. This will fix that. The college dorm mattress. A young person sleeping on a cheap mattress. <laughs> fix this. Give this to them. The 2-inch mattress topper. My sleepwear for men and women. Overstock and closeout blanket sale. When those are gone, they're gone. Giza cotton pillowcases, the My Pillow dog beds, 
Go to a wide shot as we love to do. Yeah, she's in here. D-E-L-T-A. That's the live view unit. D-E-L-T-A is in the building. She's actually in the room. Oh, he's got he's to change something around. She's, she got another one this early this week. Or maybe it was late last week. But anyway, she got another one. She has one, There she is. She has one in the studio. She's sound asleep, people. That's why I spelled her name. Uh, and she has another one in my office. So she's taken care of. You want to get your dog one? Uh, go to mypillow.com. Go to frankspeech.com. Use the promo code L77 as low as 19 bucks. That's the one she's laying on right there. All sizes. My pillow mattress protector, yard signs, cups, mugs, shirts, bleed stop, bathrobes. Those are awesome. Feather bed topper, bionic wrench, all of it right there. Mystore.com, the code works too. L77, that code works there as well. So take advantage of these sales. Take advantage of the buy one, get one free. It's not going to last forever. MyPillow.com, use the promo code L77 or frankspeech.com. Promo code L77. So Mike is at Mar-a-Lago tonight with Tina Peters, Carrie Lake, President Trump. And uh, as I was texting with Dinesh D'Souza here at the news desk, we're going to get him on next week. And there's a lot happening. A lot of positive things happening in the country, folks. A lot of positive things happening. I'm happy for the Supreme Court ruling. By the way, those that say that was uh, that this was, um, you know, the first time this has ever happened, no, that it was... New precedent. No, it wasn't. Go to worldviewreport.com. Worldview Report is my aggregated news site because I put up an article there today. Where did it go? It's down here. Here we go. Look at this. The original Roe v. Wade ruling was leaked too. And that takes you to NPR. I found that today in the, my morning research. NPR. That's not conservative, but they, they did the story. A lot of conservatives talk about how this is unprecedented. Actually, in one way it is, another way it isn't. Unprecedented in we didn't have the internet to spread the actual draft. But no, this actually happened before. So folks, don't let them get you too worked up because reality is this is a gigantic distraction in many ways. This is a gigantic distraction, I believe, from 2,000 mules, from all the other issues going on. It's also to energize their base for the fall elections, I can promise you that, because they need to have a huge turnout on their side to make sure that they can win because we conservatives and constitutionalists turn out in too big a numbers, their algorithms can't keep up with that. So they got a real problem coming up. Not to mention, of course, we're concerned about what's happening with the primaries. Many of those are going on. I'm following many of those tonight, including what's taking place in Ohio tonight. I'll report that to you tonight uh, at 7.30 Central. In the meantime, I'm going to do my worldview report right now. Thanks for watching. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.